Welcome back to Smithsburg Auto Presents High School Football in Southeast Iowa on Round Guy the Podcast. Smithsburg Auto, two locations to serve you better. If you need a car, call David. They've got everything, gas, maintenance, new vehicles, whatever your needs are. Smithsburg Auto's there to serve you. We're on the phone with Scotty Melvin, and we're going to preview the two high school games and talk about when they are and how you get your tickets and what the opponents are. Welcome back, Scott. All right. Hi, everybody. Well, just start telling us who plays who, when and where. We'll start with the big and go down, and there's only two to talk about. So we'll go 1A. We've got our Sigourney Kyoto Cobras traveling on the road to Dyke New Hartford to take on the Wolverines this Friday. Sigourney's ranked, according to uh, the last Des Moines Register poll, number four in the state. Dyke New Hartford's ranked number six. So I did a little digging on on the Wolverines and uh, come across some some real quality opponents that they played this year that they were victorious over because they're undefeated. Uh, the first one, first game of the year, they played Waterloo Columbus, who I got to see up close Friday night against Sigourney in uh, round two of the playoffs. And they beat uh, Columbus 35-21 to 21, way back in August. So that was uh, a quality win, obviously. They beat uh, Grundy Center in early September, who is still alive in the Class A playoffs and is the number five team in, in that um, class. They beat them 13-10, to 10, so a close one there. They beat uh, playoff qualifier Applicton Parkersburg early October, 31 to nothing. And then just last week, they played uh, number nine Pella Christian, beat them 35 to 14. And we know all about those guys uh, because they're in our district with Sigourney Kyoto. And of course, Sigourney a few weeks ago beat them, uh, what, 21 to 14? Yeah, yeah, wow. I was wondering what happened to Pella Christian in the term, but. Uh... Well, it sounds like it was one of those games, uh, things didn't go their way, you know, and then that's that's a football game uh, or any sport, really. Uh, if things don't go your way and you don't play your best game, you know, it just snowballs into a loss. And that's kind of way it read to me when I read the articles on the game. Now, what I want to say about Dyke New Hartford, they remind me of what I've read, and I don't know what their offensive set is. I don't, it sounds like a power running game. And I'm not sure what it is. I'm sure it's probably not a single wing like Sigourney runs, but something similar. And that's what they want to do. They want to pound you with the run game, and they want to play great defense. And that's what they've done. That's what's gotten them to 10-0 and this year. So this is going to be, uh, in a lot of ways, I think two teams looking at each other in the mirror this week. Now, is this at a neutral side, or is it at, like, uh, do you know where the game is? It's at Dyke New Hartford. Um, it's at Dyke New Hartford. This week, after this week, we go to the neutral side of the unit dome for the semifinals. Okay, so, well, uh, so they sent the, uh, they're they pretty much a, a running team, or they got a, come yeah. a balanced approach? It's just pretty much run. Pretty much run. And they've got a um, really good junior running back named Jarek Hall. And in this game against Pella Christian, he got injured in the third quarter. But he had done a lot of damage by that point. He had uh, carried 21 times for 128 yards and then had a what sounded like kind of an awkward uh, ankle injury and was on crutches the rest of the game. Now, will he play this week against Sigourney? I don't know. But they've got a senior that backed him up that went off on Pella for um, 18 carries and 134 yards in the second half. Uh, 117 of those yards, I should say, came in the second half. So they have no drop-off there from from the starter to the backup. 
And then their defense only gave up 96 yards in the second half to Pella Christian. And we know how dynamic those, uh, those Eagles are. So this is a, a very similar team to Sigourney with uh, the ground game, the, the tough defense, they play physical. Um, it's going to be a, a tall task, but I think Sigourney's matching up really well on paper here. And, you know, I'm going home or I'm going to, I'm going to pick my Cobras in this one. I think they're going to go back to the dome this year. Tell me about uh, Dyke New Hartford's special teams. Do they have a field goal guy like Sigourney does? I don't know if anybody's got a field goal guy like Colton Clarahan in the state. In fact, I'm, I'm watching NFL games today and I'm, I'm thinking about getting on Twitter and trolling anybody that misses a field goal. I'm going to put up, the, I'm going to go on their page and I'm going to put up a video of Colton Clarahan kicking a 52 yarder and saying, guys, sign this kid right now. Um, but uh, as far as uh, Dyke New Hartford special teams, I didn't read anything to lead me to believe that they're outside of the norm of a high school team um, on that. And uh, that could be a detail that comes into play here. And definitely that's, there's an edge there for the Cobras with uh, Colton Clarahan's leg. How is their, how is their, their, their run defense? Very stout. And, you know, Pella Christian likes to throw a lot. So it probably wasn't tested a bunch um, last week. Um, but they, they did hold down that dynamic uh, quarterback for Pella Christian. He did, he did throw a few passes. They've got a six foot eight wide receiver up there at Pella that's tough to shut out completely but the fact of the matter is they they uh got up big on them in the first half and just held them down I mean they're they're tough defensively I think uh probably better off running against this team than you are throwing from the sounds of it which is in favor of Sigourney here and the fact that they have Kate Mullenix back there the feature back you know as we saw the other night if they want a key on him, they're going to get burnt by some other kids. And, uh, you know, but, but the Wolverines might have that same dynamic going on in their backfield too. I don't know a lot about them outside of these two, uh, these two top rushers that they featured against Pella. So we'll see what happens there. What about their offensive and defensive lines? Do you know, you know anything about them? Or? Sounds like, uh, from what I read that they've got good size and that, and that they're, uh, They've got that same thing Sigourney Kyoto's got going on where there are kids that, that, that can put together four solid quarters of play that don't really uh, wear down, you know. And um, But then again, have they played anybody like Sigourney yet? I don't know. Um, if, if they're what I think they are, this is going to be a four-quarter game for both teams. Well, that's one thing. Sigourney plays a four-quarter game. You know, they they, they – Man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. All right, yeah, well, let's switch over so. to Waco. All right, so Waco, we all expected that they would be on the road to Montezuma and Mister Everything, Eddie Burgess, who I just saw signed with Upper Iowa University to play football today. Congrats to him. But this game uh, against Audubon up there at Montezuma last Friday did not go as any of us thought. Audubon came in. Uh, with one loss on the record, they're ranked number eight in the state, according to the Des Moines Register, an eight player. They took care of business up at Montezuma, blew them off the field 63-14. to 14. I mean, they were up 42-6 to six at half. So everybody's talking about Eddie Burgess going into that game. It turns out the star is going to be the quarterback on the other side for Audubon, the Wheelers, Gavin Smith. He rolled up 301 yards rushing and six touchdowns at Montezuma to lead his team to victory the other night. Wow. Well, we forgot to mention the games, the day and the date and the game. They're, they're not um, 
When, when does Sigourney play? Everybody plays this coming Friday night. No, I think Wayland wow. plays Thursday night. Uh, everybody plays on Friday night. Uh, well, uh, okay. But, I wish uh, they played on Saturday so I could get to both. Well, I hear you. But uh, <laughs> anywho, uh, so what else about this uh, team we're playing here? So Audubon's, uh, like I said, they're 9-1 and one coming in this week to uh, Wayland. And um, they've got some quality wins on their on their uh, resume here. They beat Fremont Mills, that was a playoff qualifier early in the season, sixty three to twenty. They play. I don't know if they're in the same district as uh, CAM of Anita, but that's one of our that's that's the number four team in eight player. And they lost to them earlier this season, uh, fifty eight to forty two. And CAM is undefeated, so that tells you they're high quality opponent there, but they did lose to them. So that's where their one loss came from. But up at Montezuma the other night, going off their most recent body of work, they held Eddie Burgess to uh, 15 to 32 passing for only 161 yards and a touchdown. They picked him off twice. They held him to 43 yards and a touchdown rushing on 14 carries. So, I mean, they, they took what new London did with Burgess and took it to another level and uh, really kept him hemmed in. And they capitalized on the turnovers they forced. They they ran out to a huge lead that was absolutely insurmountable. It sounded like after the first quarter, really. And uh, they've got a star player in their their own right with uh, Gavin Smith back there. So, you know, his five five of his touchdown runs totaled 191 yards. So they were long ones. Um, I don't look for him to get that kind of success against this Waco defense, but they're really going to have to. Uh, you know, play smart, play well, um, and and keep him in check to win this game. Well, what do you think uh, they're going to do that's going to give Waco problems? I mean, I don't see a ton of um, passing yardage or anything like that. And of course, I didn't look at the stats through the entire season here because that stuff's hard to find. Um, I'm only going off of this last game against uh, Montezuma, but I, I think they're just going to have to keep Smith from breaking the big play. And you don't know until you line up and play. I mean, we can look at this stuff on paper all day long, but what I've seen from Waco through the course of the season is you, you don't bring one player into that into that field in Wayland and uh, win a game with one guy. So they're going to have to find somebody else to help, and maybe they have it, maybe they don't, but I'd I don't think that uh, we're going to see 300 yards rushing from any single player in Wayland Friday night. I, I think Waco is going to do what they do. They're going to find a way to win, and uh, I think they will march on to the Dome. Well, I think they've got a a pretty good shot. I mean, I don't know what to think about Montezuma. You know, I mean, here you were thinking you were going to face the number one team in the state, and it turns out there's even a better team. You know, but uh, that's what makes the playoffs fun. So the tickets are still all online. Yes, you'll have to get online. I believe they go on sale. Uh, I want to say nine or ten a.m. Tuesday morning. You can get online. You you buy your tickets from from the state on the uh, Iowa High School Athletic Association page. You've got the the link. The links will come up when you go to the football page to to go. You find the game you want to go to, pay close attention to that, click on it, you pay for it right there with your card or whatever, and uh, they will send you an email that's got downloadable um, tickets for how many ever you buy, 
take them to the game. They've got somebody at the gate with the, uh, the uh, iPad. They'll scan you, and you're in. So are they the same price as they were? Yep, $8. Um, I don't think the price will increase until you get to the Dome if you're lucky enough to get there, and then it's probably only 10 bucks. and this is, you know, obviously well worth it. <laughs> so this is it. You win, you go to the Dome, you don't, you go home. Yep, this is it. I mean, it's what everybody's shooting for when they start banging against each other in August, you know, a trip to the Dome on the line this Friday. So you got a you got a seat for me there for Waco's game if I come with you? There will be seats, buddy. Um, a lot of folks at these small schools, this is what I love about small school, high school football. <laughs> there are so many people that want to stand by the fence. I think I was that way when I was younger. So there's always a few seats left in the stands if you get there on time. So that won't be a problem, buddy. Well, we'll have to get there a little early, maybe do a little tailgating or something. But uh, I can't wait to see this team and uh, – I can't wait to hear from these coaches. Uh, anything else you got before we, for our listeners before we wrap it up? Well, it, this has been a lot of fun. I know uh, when I came on board with you several weeks ago, I was just going to look at Waco and Winfield and maybe some Washington games, and it, it uh, built into something else, and it's been a ton of fun trying to keep up with all of these great teams and, and players that we've got down here in southeast Iowa. just want to say congrats to all the teams that are already finished, and uh, congrats to our two guys that are – still alive and good luck this Friday. Uh, let's make a trip to the dome happen. Well, it really was, it was this show that gave you the assignment to go see that first Waco game. And then you've been able to just give us a bird's eye view of that whole thing since you started doing that. So we would never be where we're at without you. We crossed a thousand listeners and, uh, we're in 70 st- uh, cities in Iowa now. So, you know, the, they're really listening to this in particular for, you know, news about the teams in Southeast Iowa, because there isn't, you know, that many ways for them to get the information. And this is maybe the best place. So thanks Scott for everything. And uh, we'll see you next week. Hopefully. Yep. We'll see you in Wayland, buddy. It's, uh, it's the biggest game of the year. At least have one more wrap up show anyway. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody.